Joined now by the host of Opening Drive on Sirius XM NFL Radio, Solomon Wilcox, former player in this league. So I'm starting defensively with you, sir. We have some changes around here. A couple yeah. of big, uh, a big trade, a big free agent signing, and Stephon Gilmore, Yannick Ngakwe. But yep. maybe more importantly, a new defensive coordinator in Gus Bradley. What do you like about his system, and what do you like about these players? Look, uh, I, they line up and they play, and, and he wants really smart guys that's going to keep the ball in front. Uh, you tend to get, and obviously the, the coverages are more nuanced, more of a 4-3 scheme. Uh, you're going to go single high coverage, man on the outside, but it's made to even sometimes you could be single high with a cover three zone. It, they're made to look the same, but more importantly, uh, what I think they do a good job of doing is what we call on the defensive side, closing off the middle of the field and not allowing the defense, or excuse me, the offense to get on top of you. So in that cover three or that single high man coverage, it's it's man coverage, but not underneath, not getting into a press where you're allowing the guy to get on the top of you. You've got to keep everything in front of you. You remember the Legion of Boom mm-hmm. in yeah. Seattle running that defense right. to perfection. And what did they do with Earl Thomas? Close off the middle of the field, uh, as well as Cam Chancellor. Safeties are very important. We'll talk about and, them because we got some young ones at, here, and that, Solomon. And that's exactly right. And not, Look, getting a guy like Julian Blackman back, mm-hmm. I think that really does help. Uh, there's no doubt. But the safeties have to close off the middle of the field. It makes coverage on the outside so much easier. And you have linebackers in the underneath portion of your coverage that I think are better than what Seattle had, to be honest. I mean, we love Bobby Wagner. Right, right. But out, and he and K.J. Wright were good. Uh-huh. And Bobby was great. But you have two dynamic linebackers here. There's no doubt. Hey, I want to I want to center in on uh, Stephon Gilmore and that mm-hmm. signing because we haven't had a real shutdown corner here in Indianapolis for some time. What does he bring in his style of play to any defense, let alone this one led by Gus Bradley? Just know this: Bill Belichick doesn't overpay to get anybody. <laughs> he didn't right. even he didn't even overpay Tom Brady. <laughs> right. <laughs> he overpaid this guy exactly. And what I mean by overpayment, they uh, you know at or above market value, and that's the importance of what a shutdown corner does for any defense. Bill Belichick knows that. He he cut his teeth in this league covering, you know, coaching the secondary. Yeah. And he knows that you cannot play if you don't have that shutdown corner, particularly in the league today where people are everyone's throwing 60% of the time and running less than that. So you have to have that player and that's what Gilmore gives you. There's a reason why he was defensive player of the year in 2019. Um, and I think in this defense he can play even better. Remember, when he was in New England, they had the highest volume of, of, of cover one and zero coverage. You know what zero coverage is? Tell me. No help in the middle of the field. So it's all him. It's all you. And no help in the middle of the field. That's You're not going to – he won't have to play that way in this style of defense. There's always going to be a safety in center field giving him help on, on those inside breaking routes, which allows him to be even more aggressive – in the underneath coverage and on anything breaking outside, and be, and be more you can like go Griffey ahead and jump Jun- it. Be more like Griffey Jr. back there in center field. There you go. Picking Absolutely. off some rocks. Go ahead. There you go. Before we dive into the offense, I want to stick one little thing with Stephon Gilmore. Now, you know, you mentioned he was Defensive Player of the Year. That was just 2019, so just a couple of years that's ago. Right. But he's had he's had some injuries. But how do you think that's kind of helped because of the limited, maybe not just – it's almost like he's had a couple of years where he's had the the opportunity to get his body healthy now, do you feel like he's able to kind of give it a go 100% now? I, I do. I, listen, he was smart. He got to choose what team he wanted to play for, right? Right. There were a lot of teams out there that uh, was offering him similar to the contract that Chris Ballard and the Indianapolis Colts offered him. 
he chose this team, one, because it's a chance to, to go to a Super Bowl. This is a, a wonderful roster with a tremendous caliber of players. Uh, and so the chance to win the division and go deep in, in the playoffs, that's there. But he also chose a system I think he thought was great for his skill set. Right. They're going to give him – listen, you play in New England, you, you may not have anyone in the center of the field. He's zero. You know, I don't know if you remember the Super Bowl when they uh, beat the Rams – uh, he took their best receiver and shut him down by himself, and they double covered the other guys. That's right. how good he was. Typical village. That's right. Well, I he, mean, you know. he took he took that zero coverage bumper. Now, as you get older, you don't look to draw those assignments as frequently. Can right. he still do it? Yes. Can he do it um, for fifty of the sixty-five snaps each and every week? No, I don't think that's what the Colts are going to ask him to do. So, if you said, "Look, we'll give you a free safety half the time, fifty percent of the time, you're going to be in single high cover three. And the other 50% of the time, you'll be single high cover one, meaning man coverage with a safety in the middle of the field. He can more than get that done. Now, one of the things you mentioned in this roster, one of the guys that's added to this roster, kind of been a revolving door at quarterback. When Matt Ryan kind of comes in to man the ship, yeah. what do you like the addition of Matt Ryan? I've always liked Matt Ryan. I've always been one of the guys who truly understood what, who Matt Ryan is. And, and then if you start to compare him, you go back – to his rookie season when he first came to the league. I think it was, what was it, 2007, when he first came into the league. This is his 15th season in right. the NFL. If you go back and look, day, you know, his very first pass went for a touchdown. <laughs> very first. So, from yeah, very first NFL All pass, right. boom, touchdown. He never looked back. You go look at his rookie season. You, only, you got guys like Russell Wilson, Dan Marino, who came in as a rookie, started game one, Day one and won immediately. Right. This is a guy that came into a Falcons organization that was heartbroken, a city that had been heartbroken because of the scandal that had taken place with Michael Vick right. and the yeah. dog and the, the coach had quit the year before and Bob Petrino. The coach left, the quarterback's gone, in comes the savior that is Matt he Ryan. He did study that ship. You're right. He not only studied it, the guy became a league MVP, yeah, led them took him to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Now, the defense can't give up 25 points right, in the right. second half, but that's not <laughs> right. on him. And listen, right. he's part of it. But he, he's a winner is my point. And what, what I'm trying to point to you is that from the time he stepped into this league, the game was never too big. You can't say that about a lot of guys. Hey, listen, right. not even the great Tom Brady stepped in day one, week one, and, t- <laughs> and started right. dealing, right? There, there ain't a whole lot of these guys. Um, and you remember Peyton Manning here, even his first year, there was some bumpy. Oh, this guy never flinched. He never had that kind of rocky season. Go check every single one of them. You, sure. You're not going to find where he hit a speed bump in his career, like, ah, what happened here? You know, he had a horrible offensive line. He sacked 40 or more times each of the last four seasons, right? But he still didn't become a, a turnover machine, right, right? exactly, yeah. So that's what you – I think all of these things have to be taken into context. It'll tell you more about who Matt Ryan is. Um, I, I do believe as quarterbacks get older, they need – you need to be better around them. You know, to expect him to walk in and carry the team in his 15th season. Not even John Elway did that, right? right. Uh, as Peyton got a little bit older, he needed more around him. He had a lot around him his whole, <laughs> yeah, <he's> his whole <laughs> career. But you need that. Yeah. And, look, Tom Brady takes less money. You know, he's, what, the 15th highest paid quarterback on the per annual basis so because he knows he needs more around right. hey no give it to chris godwin right. give it to to mike evans let's make sure gronks get his shit because he knows as he gets older you need more around i think the same is true for matt ryan but i tell you he will 
uphold his end of the deal. I want to talk about Jonathan Taylor a little bit on the offensive side. Obviously a huge year last year. Everybody's fearing him, but defensive coordinator's got a year to sit on this guy and what the Colts do offensively. You expecting the same kind of turnout from that running back? Listen, um, we were high on Jonathan Taylor when he came out of Wisconsin. A good friend of mine, former ESPN analyst, Merrill Hodge and I, we were talking about the running backs coming. He, this guy's the one. I mean, and, and, and we talk about the way that he, same foot, same shoulder upon contact. He protects himself very well. He's a guy, I know people talk about managing the workload. Watch him. He gets better as the game goes on. Right. The more carries he gets, the better he gets. And Bill Belichick is having fits when he has the right defense on. They had the right guy in the box, had the right guy in the hole. He still made him miss. Right? The, deep, the linebacker's right in the same hole. That's how special he is. Don't worry about him. This is only year number three. You get, a, you get running backs year number seven, that's yeah. when you start to add another guy into the mix, make sure you got, you know, give him another player to spell. He, year number three, this dude, he's still learning. I love it. And he's that good. 1,800, led the league in rushing, uh, and can catch it out of the backfield. But need, Hines need to get the ball more sure. in, right. when it comes to pass coverage. If I'm a quarterback – you know, we're going through our progression. Everybody knows the check down. Some of these quarterbacks going to the check down guy way too late. They wait till the linebacker snug ups real close, and then they try to do a check down. And the running back is sitting there saying, bro, you saw me standing over right. here for the last <laughs> right. five minutes. Why didn't you – give me the ball while I have space. Right. And that – with certain runners like Christian McCaffrey and Naheem Hines, those kind of elusive running backs – I'm going to go through my progression a little bit sooner because I know if I get it to him with at least three yards of separation or five yards of separation between he and the next defender, that guy is going to hit the first down marker. And that's how you keep the chains moving. So I do believe, you know, I've, I've watched the last game. I think Matt's learning the guys around him a little bit, and he's going to understand who he has in Naheem Hines. You go from 70 catches one year to 30, you can't, you can't have that. He's too good. We're joined by Solomon Wilcox of Sirius XM. One of the things you mentioned, you know, with Jonathan Taylor, not worrying about him, kind of the other guy that's in that echelon of running backs is the guy in the AFC South and Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a runaway between those two as being the guys. When you look at G- the other skill positions in the AFC South, one of the guys we have here, Michael Pittman Jr., A.J. Brown's no longer in Tennessee. Where, where do you rank him in, as far as the AFC South goes? I, like I, I think Michael Pittman Jr., I don't even think he's reached um, the pinnacle of what you could ever expect from him. Got better last year. Yeah. It's what everybody wanted to see. Um, and I think, he's, I think he'll continue to get better. Now, look, when you keep changing the guy who's throwing the ball to him, right. how rapid you think his growth is going to be. Right. Now, he did it last year. I think, I think people should give him a lot more credit the fact that you changed the quarterback who's throwing it to him, but yet his production still spiked. Um, and I think you'll see it happen again. Um, and so I just think he has the chance to be the dominant receiver within this division. You and I both know that's not saying much because you look at the other two. Houston's got nothing, right? Jacksonville, they got a few guys. I mean, they overpay a guy like Kirk? Uh, yeah, Christian Kirk, Kirk right? Uh, and the $18 million looks like a bargain now, by the way. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> the day all this money, the yeah. The day he signed it, your eyebrows <laughs> went up. But now as you sit here today, you know, that's like uh, wide receiver two money. That's not wide receiver one, but $18 million a year, that's, that's what the numbers are. There's 10 guys uh, Tim wide receivers in this league that make $20 million a year or more, and Christian Kirk isn't one of them. So, Wild. But, no, 
So I, I, there's no doubt I think he has a chance to be one of the top receivers in this uh, division. But, you know, I'll also throw out uh, the caveat is that uh, I think that position is lacking within the division. Okay, Solomon Wilcox right there, the host of Opening Drive on Sirius XM NFL Radio. Bounce around that AFC South for me real quick. Let's start in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. No Urban Meyer. In comes Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, second year. Go through the other three teams, and who do you like? Is this a two-team race for this division title, or is it more? I think it's a two-team race. Um, you know, look, I think Jacksonville, is, they just got to steady the ship. Uh, make football fun again, make it become competitive again. You know, I know people living in Indianapolis see Jacksonville as being competitive, but you know, for, for, sure. the, mo- right. for the most part, yeah. they have not been, right? But, but I get it. I They're get it. I get right it. There, yeah. Well, I just he know where it. I'm at. He knows I just know where I'm he at. So We've got gotta, that week two game I'm, in Jacksonville I'm, circle. Yeah, for I'm sure. not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and disrespect Jacksonville. You know, you watched week uh, seventeen last year. I, listen, hey, no, I mean, I was as heartbroken as anyone on that game. I'm. You know, there's no way that should happen. But listen, I tell people all the time, this is football. The one thing that we love about our sport is on any given Sunday now, I don't care who you're playing. You know, I live in Cincinnati. I'm a Joe Burrow guy. And, you know, I'm telling all the people in Kansas City, look, we don't have to beat you. You know, best four out of seven. We just, just need to game. beat you on one day. <laughs> right. And that's exactly what happened. Exactly. So that's, I mean, that's, that's a caveat. That's what we know about our game. That's why I loved to play football because, you know, you go, you take the field with the slingshot going up against Goliath. You know you got a shot to win because we only need to take them down this one day. Right. And, uh, you know, now if it was four out of seven. Look out. Best team going to win every time. But that's not football. Football is not best team going to win today. No team that plays the best today. The teams that don't fracture and don't crack. That's who's going to win today, right? And we can get you to fracture, (laughs) right? Cause a little doubt. Little jab to the gut. Next thing you know, you're getting off the canvas, picking up your mouthpiece. That's how, that's how, you, that's how you take down the big boys. Look, the Houston Texans are one of those teams that I don't know what they're doing. I know they make other teams better by giving them their players. DeAndre Hopkins, J.J. Watt. You know, let's, send, let's see what we can send them. Let's just see what we can send all these good players. Yeah. So, you know, so it depends on who you're rooting for. Uh, but, you know, they're one of those teams I think sooner or later they're going to figure it out. Uh, they've got a very young team. They've got a very young quarterback. You like Lovey? Uh, Lovey's going to play a good – he's going to bring you a good defense. You know what you're going to get. You're going to get a lot of cover, too. They're going to tackle really well. They're going to try to keep everything in front of them. Oh, our league has evolved a little bit. If you don't have more nuance in a cover, two scheme, we, gonna, we, we got some what we call cover, two beaters. We can beat that. Particularly if your middle linebacker is a good cover guy, we can isolate him down the middle of the field and make plays. There are very few Luke Keekleys that can that can really cover that kind of stuff. So I, I think Houston's that's why no, they've they've two team race. Yep. Tennessee Titans gonna put up a fight. Awesome. I don't care. And uh, even without AJ Brown, they're gonna put up a fight because they've got good play on both the offense and defensive line, just like the Indianapolis Colts. That's why these two teams they're mirror images of one another. Outside of the quarterback, and that's where I think uh, this. I think the Colts with Matt Ryan, I think, can now take a step above. But you got to stop Chris Henry, man, and whoo, that, that's work. That's yeah, work. You are a Cincinnati guy. You mean uh, Derek Henry? Oh, Derek Henry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Derek. You got to stop Derek Henry. <laughs> yeah. You know that. That's a lot of work. Just trying to stop him alone. I, that's a lot of work. But look, you got a good defense here with the Indianapolis Colts. You know, you got to be able to. How many times have you played them where you had them stopped? And then he gets that one run late. Right. 
right? That's it, it's it's it can break your back. I love it, but I don't know that you fear Ryan Tannehill. I don't know that you know that. I don't, now with the receivers, I don't know that you really fear that. You know, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting. It's a two-team race right now. Yep. And hey, you know, go get it. I love it. Go get it. Love what you're talking about. Solomon Wilcox hosts the opening drive on Sirius XM NFL Radio. I think you like this football team. I'm glad we had a chance to catch up today, and I love the two-team race analogy. You're using. I, I, look, I love your general manager. I think he's a great talent evaluator. He's going to always give you a chance to win. Your coach is phenomenal. Um, and I think matches up with some of the great coaches in our league. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, look, when you have a different quarterback five straight years, start not that's having to overcome some things. And yeah. I think this team has done that. This team was one game away, you know. You got to get – that leader is hard to find. You can get – there are a lot of great passers, but there are not a lot of great leaders at the quarterback position. And you got one now. You got one who's truly a great leader. That's why he survived this long. That's why he's been in the league this long and been as productive. You don't get to become a league MVP at quarterback and not be a leader. Right, you're right. This guy is one of them. You're right. Now, I don't want to knock any of the past guys, but you've had some guys who can throw it. But what do they ever want? What are they – I mean, you know, I mean, think about it. You know, you look good. You can throw it from here to there. Okay, I read it. But when, it, when a fight breaks out on Sunday and that game gets close, do they rise or do they fall? That's what you need as a – that's what a quarterback really is, not just a guy who's like a pitcher that you put shoulder pads on. Hey, act as if what he says is true. He's been in this league and involved yeah. with football for a lot of years. Solomon Wilcox, appreciate the time. Catch him out again. Host the opening drive on Sirius XM NFL Radio. <laughs>